0: Today on the Marshall Pro Podcast and your day at IndyCar, we are coming to you from inside our little SUV with the air condition turned on. It's 102 degrees outside. My wife is inside. I'm watching her at physical therapy. We have your defending Indy 500 winner Simon Pagano calling in, who just told us he's putting on pants. Um, we want to say that was supposed to be uh, that was supposed to be off record. Oh no. Uh, especially when it comes to you walking around without pants, uh, we gotta say thank you to the Justice Brothers, Toronto Motorsports.com, Bell Racing Helmets USA, and Cooper Tires for supporting our show. And I got you over Bluetooth. I've got a handheld recorder because this is just what we gotta do. Simon Pagenaud, you were P27 today, I believe. Did 101 laps from the outside. It might be a reason to say, everything's bad, everything's wrong. I don't know. It looked like you were learning a ton today, which that might be the big value that you took from Thursday at the Speedway.
1: Yes. uh, Absolutely, and thanks for saying it, because, um, you know, uh, most people tend to just look at the lap time and assume that, uh, uh, you know, the fastest guy over one lap is going to win the Indy 500. Well, let me tell you, uh, there's a very condensed schedule on testing. So um, all the items that you usually have to do is is, and check on the car setup, whether it's, you know, gurney on the wings or wing angles and and everything that you've been studying in the wind tunnel. You have to check it on track to make sure that it's the same in real life. So we took it it steady today. Uh, We went through the motion. We were patient um, and it really paid off tonight. I was extremely happy in traffic. Uh, I think this is an extremely good baseline to even start the race right now. So um, I'm uh, very positive, I'm very excited there at the end um, as I was running in traffic because the car felt uh, exactly like I wanted to feel. So I think today was an exceptional day. Um, obviously, it's not finished, but uh, we are ahead of the program, and that really uh, makes me excited.
0: Talk a little bit, Simon, about today in terms of the arc, of ambient conditions. Cooler in the morning. We obviously had the heat rise throughout the day. Thinner air, we saw teams go and adding bolting on more downforce later in the day to compensate. Share with us going through that arc in your number 22 Menard Chevy, but also how, frankly, each one of those setup intervals in different ambient conditions, that's all invaluable data you might need on race
1: day. It's extremely important, and uh, it's something that I, I could not understand at the end of the day with the competition. I saw people doing uh, qualifying mock trial, uh, and uh, we were all focused on on race day, on race day because we get tomorrow is a complete day of added boost pressure for to simulate qualifying day. So we haven't done a lap in qualifying train to because tomorrow is completely different tomorrow. We're going to have another hundred horsepower. So it's it's going to be a very different day. Um, and then at the end of the day, indeed, everybody added downforce. Um, like I said, I couldn't quite understand why everybody were running low downforce and putting big numbers on the on the chart. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, at this point, I was just focused on ourselves. We went through the millions of combination you could use on the gurney flap um, Rear wing angle, front wing angle, um, how to find the perfect center of pressure on those wings uh, with your mechanical balance. So it was a very studious day and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you always want to end the day in a, on a good note, and we did that, so i um, pleased with that.
0: Let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned running through all the downforce options, you're making changes in mechanical grip to see what might be best or better. Share with folks about how you're doing that with your race engineer, Ben Bretzman, but you guys are also, as a team, connected to the other three entries to share information. Uh, also, you've got this arrow screen to try and figure out how it's influencing the, uh, particularly the right front tire, but the overall performance envelope. I mean, you're doing a ton yourself, but you also have some pretty good partners in this exploration as well.
1: I do, I do. It's, uh, it's great to have Helio back, by the way, in, in the Pennzoil, Uh You know, mythical livery, I would say now. <laughs> so it's great to have him back. He actually did a, an aero test at the end um, that he was interested in, that I was interested in. So they just said to me uh, on the trick out, they said, don't worry about it, we'll do it. You can look at it later. Um, just uh, finish your program. And uh, so that's very helpful. And especially when you get data from a three-time Indy 500 champion like Helio and someone that will just tell you exactly how it is. Um, you know, he's not playing any games and, and that's... Uh, all, all my teammates, all three of them, are the same that way and that's very enjoyable to work with them, especially at a, the biggest race in the world. So we um, we all have our own program because we all want to get to a certain point and at the end of the day, we, we're, about gonna, we're about to sit down at 6.30 and review every single change everyone made and... Share the the reads from the drivers and the engineers, uh, so you can make your own opinion on what you might need from uh, what they've tried. It's it's very interesting, but there's so many so many changes throughout the day. It's it, so many data. It's actually um, you know you would think at uh, five five o'clock the drivers five thirty the drivers are done with their day, but you keep working until eleven thirty to try to understand what you could do better on driving and what setup we tried and, and what might be best for your situation. So it's very interesting, but um, like you said, the aero screen added quite a bit of weight to the car. The spent of gravity has, has gone up. Uh, so the behavior of the car has changed. Uh, but um, the way that it goes around the corner with the added weight also is, is changed. You know, the, the radius that the car naturally takes has changed. So you basically need to adjust to that, change your line a little bit. Um, but um, so far, so good. You know, it, it's been interesting to also study the, the drafting effect that has changed compared to last year. It seems a little harder to pull up, surprisingly. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, um, you know, constant adjustment throughout the day. And uh, i tell you what, my brain is, uh, is tired tonight. I feel like I used it like a muscle. <laughs> well,
0: you forgot to put on <laughs> pants. So, I mean, that, there's proof yeah. about the brain.
1: Let's... Boy, I'm, I'm not out of my model yet, so we're still good.
0: Ah, what your poor dog Norman has seen. We'll uh, we'll just leave that right there. Uh, Last question for you, brother. So tomorrow, Fast Friday, you have the option, though, as does every entry, on when you ask your engine engineer, your Chevy engine engineer, to put you on to high boost. What's the general mindset for you of when you want to do that, right? We know there's no bumping going on in qualifying. Curious how much of the day you think you might use for more race trim running and, and preparing for race day versus getting going right away on sims.
1: Well, we've got quite a bit of time tomorrow. You're right, Marshall. Uh, but in the meantime, we've done two days of uh, race running. I think a lot of people will be focused on qualifying tomorrow. So the goal is, you know, on overall racing, especially this one, if you see a car, you're getting a bit of a draft. Um, you know, it's that strong of an effect. So if you're doing a qualifying run out there and someone is in front of you, uh, your speed's going to go up and you're not really going to know uh, what you could do in qualifying and how the car is behaving on the tone. So it's a, it's a very fine art of uh, trying to find pin air, pin uh, track. Um, and I suspect uh, everybody's going to try to do that tomorrow. So... It might be a lot of hours, but there's going to be a lot of sitting waiting to get a good gap and be able to have a clean run to get the right data and understand what level of downforce you need for qualifying. You know, we're going to get so much more horsepower uh, this year because we're going uh, from 1.3 bar on the boost to 1.5. It roughly adds about 100 horsepower. So it's 100 horsepower. So it's going to be about... We think it's going to be around eight miles per hour average. Uh, the tires are going to see a different stress, um, and prolapse might be a really long day. <laughs> so um, I'm excited about it. I love, you know, added horsepower, um, and I think it shows better cars as well. I think we're in good shape. So uh, I think we're going to focus on qualifying and, and get the pole again this year.
0: Love what you guys are doing. Thanks for taking some time, my friend. And hopefully, we're going to be talking here uh, either Sunday night. The 23rd uh, or Monday the 24th, when you're smelling like champagne and milk again, How, that that might be a let's, little gross let's though. Do we'll, Monday. Yeah, we'll, we'll go let's milk. do Monday. We'll go milk, not champagne and milk. That'd be a little bit gross.
1: No, champagne is no good here. It's milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: thank you. Thanks so much, Simon.
1: Thanks, Marshall. Good to uh, to have you. And uh, you know, uh, hopefully, you can get back to the track soon with us.
0: Amen. Thanks to Simon for finding some time for us. Uh, pants, no pants. He's still a rock star. I love the note about the different arc that he is noticing with the extra weight and what it is doing to the car's natural arc through the corner. Up next, we're going to have our man Elton Julian, team owner of Dragon Speed, talking about a kind of tough couple of days. Finally got on track here at the end of the day. Cleared the refresher requirements for their driver Ben Hanley. Then we're going to play some music again at the outro and say farewell. Thanks again to Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, Toronto Motorsports.com, Bell Racing Helmets USA, and you all for listening in here for the day at Indy on the Marshall Proof Podcast. Elton Julian, I tell you, Thursday evening in Indianapolis, all the things you wanted to have happen did happen with your ace man, Ben Hanley, in the number 81 Dragon Racing Chevy. Leading up to 5.30 p.m. on Thursday, though, you definitely got the not-super-happy baton of trying to work through a variety of electronics issues and otherwise. Tell us about getting in here, 33rd entry in the race, and, you know, just having a few extra hurdles to play with.
2: No, no, we, we tend to do that, don't we? Not It not wasn't my plan, but uh, look, we are the 33rd entry uh, because we only found out we were coming on uh, Friday night. So, you know, we worked a little bit at it. We all made it through the whole COVID thing and survived that, went sports car racing, and then had a chance to look at Indy only very, very late. And with some help from some friends um, and a massive effort from the team, we started on Friday night and finished the car, converting it here yesterday and You know, we got the track time that we got. We're happy with it. Ben's through. We get to work tomorrow.
0: Tell me about the team and assembling everybody needed. There was a little race that you did last weekend. It wasn't in Iowa. It wasn't in Wisconsin. You were in Belgium, the home of Dr. Evil. Tell me about running an international sports car race over the weekend and then having to import some good folks like Ben as well to go play Indy 500, that's certainly a challenge other teams didn't have to deal with.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we were... The team that was here was our Le Mans prep P2 team, post Road America, IMSA race. So we were rebuilding the P2 car to ship that out this week. So they got moved off that, started building the Indy car last minute. Um, Crew chief, technical director, driver, all landed, and uh, electronics uh one landed on monday that was Ben the others landed tuesday night and uh, we're here now so yeah it's okay we race internationally all the time you know it's not something we're not accustomed
0: to so when we're dealing with electronics issues for those who don't know those have to be among the most frustrating things to sideline a team because if you've got a broken fourth gear in the gearbox you know to break that sucker open replace the gear, etc. It could, you have, might have a smashed front wing. Okay. You know how to put that back together quickly. Electronics. It's kind of a puzzle with maybe half the pieces at most. And you have to try and figure out what the heck you're trying to do and what you're trying to chase. Just tell folks how of all the things to get through, this is a one where you got to have crazy patience.
2: You ever had your phone update overnight? And then nothing works in the morning. <laughs> that was us this morning. Cosworth updated something and then everything shut down and nobody would talk anymore. Took 30 minutes to find the guy and seven minutes to fix it. There's our delay. Brutal. But it is what it is and you have to accept it. But the cars are getting more and more complex all the time. Yes, these things shouldn't happen anymore. But like I said, happens to your phone. So it, it's it's annoying. It always happens at the worst time, always, to the point where like other technicians from like say GM will just go under their breath, of course, (laughs) of course, this happens. Wow!
0: But
2: um, you work through it, stay calm, and then eventually it works again.
0: Let's talk a little bit, Elton, about the later start than expected in getting the car prep done. We've read some things from some other folks that aren't dragon speed racing talking about a variety of variety of stuff involving your team uh i can't say if there's been a hundred percent truthiness in everything i've read or heard how did that influence getting everything ready compared to say last year where you guys showed up for your indy 500 debut and things were seemingly running like clockwork Share with folks, as much as you're comfortable, how there were some things that maybe conspired against that a little bit for this year.
2: Look, the, 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 first, the first thing that conspired against us all was not running at St. Pete and then going into lockdown. Now that's clear. So, you know, like I said a little bit earlier, IndyCar was the one that was going to get hurt the worst for me, which is where I'm stretching the most um to to grow into this championship which is where we want to be in the future so that was kind of that hurt a little bit um i have to be honest that i didn't make a massive effort to put something together for the 500 until i had kind of stabilized the ship with the sports car racing and then i felt okay i can take a breath and look at the indy 500 the phones aren't ringing off the hook with sponsors you know and they're not picking up the phone either that much for anybody at the moment and that's understandable so it wasn't easy to put it together right away but when it did come together it was very very late now while stuff was parked and we weren't sure to continue or not yes we were approached by somebody to to maybe pick up the whole package and buy it It sounded serious they made all the right noises but nothing ever happened so did it delay me a little bit maybe maybe I'd have been a little bit more aggressive of getting starting on the car for myself maybe half a day but I'm not gonna say it's a reason Let's
0: close, Elton, talking about today, getting the car shaken down properly. I know you guys did a couple of laps end of yesterday, but proper shakedown, getting Ben through his refresher. What's the mindset? What's the approach having completed that requirement? So you guys can indeed go and play with the rest of the kids tomorrow oh by the way you get a crazy amount of horsepower now and you basically missed two full days of running uh what is your tomorrow going to be like when do you think you're going to switch on to high boost or how much time will you spend in uh, call it race boost mode and race running
2: i think it's important to go on to the boost right away there's no point in um in wasting any time i think the way we look at it is or the way i look at it ben might not agree with me but The way I look at it is, look, we have all, whatever track time we have between now and race start is all the track time we will use to prepare for a race. That's it. So that's why personally I never panicked missing track. Everybody's making a big thing about missed all day, missed all day. Yeah, people don't run all day long. You know, you stop, you make a change. There's a lot to do. So yes, we missed a chunk, but I also don't have the tools to run around and do 500 laps. I run out of adjustments. There's stuff we don't know and we don't have that will benefit. So it wasn't ideal, but I'm not that freaked out about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Blase Motorsports coming to an event near you. Ah, cool. Whatever. Ah, figured out. It's all right.
2: Ah. But it's not how I feel, honestly. It's